to the Light Up Your Life podcast with your hosts, Samantha and Alexa. Today, we have Matt Scott joining us. He brings over 25 years of broadcasting experience. Oh, don't say that. Just makes me sound old. Fox 61 Morning News. He writes, produces, and hosts TV special topics ranging from entertainment to weather. He also is a professor at the University of New Haven, and he has been nominated for multiple Emmy Awards. So welcome to the show, Matt. We are so happy to have you. Do you know what it means when you write nominated for multiple Emmys? So it's, you know, I'm like, oh, for But you were like, still nominated. Six. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's that's absolutely absolutely you know how they say it's an honor to be nominated? It that's is a an honor. It is an honor. I've never, so that's well, All right, fine, so. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Just one. I just want to win one now. It's definitely. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so nice to see you all. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is great. It's great having you. Thank you for being on the podcast. So you have an extensive career in broadcasting. Um, and what brought you on to this journey? What uh, made you want to be the meteorologist? Oh, well, that's the you know the the journey doesn't necessarily end where you think, but you as long as you're enjoying the ride, um, I can tell you, and I'm sure my mother would back me up on this that out of the right out of the womb, the, the TV box fascinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, from a whole bunch of different ways, no, not just entertainment, but not just how I, I remember being really young and one of the cool things was if we took out the TV trays and we want, had dinner in front of the TV, it was like a big deal. Well, yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Right? I used to do that. Right, exactly. So, but then I moved to Florida in terms of the weather. Mm-hmm. I, I moved to Florida and it was one season, I was very young, I was probably five, six, seven two hurricanes that were coming straight from Florida. Wow. And they were like just right on the tails of each other. And two things happened. One, this was in a world where cable was not what cable or mm-hmm. streaming is, obviously. The few channels that you had on the TV, they would interrupt programming every hour. And this buzz-cut meteorologist would come out <laughs> behind and go stand behind a podium and read off where these hurricanes were. Mm-hmm. Tell us what the warnings are, the watches are, who needs to evacuate, etc., etc. That was one thing that scared the pants off of me, you know, but it was like we all stopped and uh-huh. we all watched this person. The second thing I did, I saw, was the whole community came together. Mm-hmm. Everybody was helping each other board up windows and bring in furniture and, and do whatever we had to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have batteries? Do you have water? Everything. Both hurricanes missed. Wow. Both of them, neither one of them caused a lick of damage in my maybe some rain, but I was hooked. I wanted, every night I started to watch the 6 o'clock news to see if there were any hurricanes coming in. That was the start of my love for so weather. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing. How old are you, you at the time? Oh, six, seven years old, maximum. Wow. So, and so I knew I was going to be in television. Mm-hmm. Whether I was going to be in weather. Intuition. Right, whether I was going to be a, you know, a late night talk show host, which I love, a game show host. I love game shows for some oh reason. Oh my God. So yeah. there, Nobody that knew me as a young kid is surprised that we're sitting here doing this in a TV studio mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. I'm just lucky that I'm still doing it. I'm lucky that, as you said, 20 years later, <laughs> that I that I still have a career doing what mm-hmm. I love. Who gets to say that? That's amazing. Yeah. And so what you do really requires a high level of confidence. And so for people who are really looking to 
get better at speaking. What are some tips and tricks you can provide for that? Mm. <laughs> You've been doing this for so long, and you're in front of such a large audience. Go right in front of the tips, right for the tips and, and tricks. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. So I teach a communication class at, at the University of New Haven. It's a class for freshmen. It's a core class. Okay. And these students come in, and they're freshmen. So they're, especially in the fall semester, they're a little delighted, a little nervous, like, For what, sure. what is yeah. this college experience going to be like? Mm -hmm. And so, I kind of, the, the purpose of the class is to, to get them ready for a job. We're not going to teach them anything that they're going to learn. They're going to learn, you know, whether it's they're studying history or engineering or forensic science, they're going to learn that in other classes. But what we're going to learn in this class is how to present it. And we talk about how, listen, Exactly, and then I use it exactly that term. You're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, not everyone's been in it, especially in 18, 19 years old. I was very introverted. I was mm -hmm. very wow, shy. Wow, that's so hard to that's believe. so surprising. <laughs> terribly yeah. shy, mm -hmm. very awkward uh, with, with the young ladies. <laughs> Still am, but that's neither here nor there. Um, how do you fix that? I tell my students, look, I'm not grading you you compared to you compared to you. I'm grading you on how you improve. Yeah. And you do that, that with experience. Um, 28 years of TV, I can stand in front of a camera anywhere, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, CNN or public access, and I can give you whatever you need. Mm -hmm. um, so you've just been doing I, it. For thousands and thousands of hours. Second nature. Uh, right. Yeah. Now, when I do it with my students, we start with a 30-second assignment talking about yourself. Then we go into a 45-second assignment talking about a historical then it's back to things about yourself. So you can open up a little bit. And they don't even realize it, that you know, even the ones that are shy, the ones that are closed off, mm -hmm. don't want anybody to know about their life, they're starting Becoming to open up. Becoming a butterfly. Right. And, and, and so by the end, I, I've had many students that have come to me, and, and they write in a little rated professor thing, I didn't think I was going to dig this class. I learned more from this than any other class. And that's the best compliment. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of what do I tell them for confidence, it's practice. You can't get a shot, take a pill. Uh, you can't drink a shot of something, although some people will try for confidence. <laughs> um, it just has to come. Yeah. And once you realize, it's kind of like that, you know, um, you've been on roller coasters. Yes. Okay. Yes. Scared of them? Love them. No, love them. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got 50 really. 50. <laughs> the moment that you realize that nothing is going to happen to mm -hmm. you, you're going to get jostled. But this is so ridiculously mm -hmm. safe. Nothing's, nobody gets hurt. Nobody, mm -hmm. They go through this every day, they yeah. do tests. Once you realize that, you can kind of right. release a And fear bit. is just something you build up in your mind That's before right. it even happens. That's right. So, so. you know, once you, once you get past that, it's like, oh, okay. Um, and that, and, you know, that is whether you're doing a TED Talk or approaching uh, somebody at a bar. Yeah. You know, because yeah. once you realize that, I'm going to be okay on the other side. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different ballgame. You're right. And also, you were saying, we were talking about this off-air, that you teach your students the skills and things that you wish you knew at their age. That's the first thing I say, though. Yeah. yeah. And so can you share maybe one or two Well, things? that's a, that's in terms of college stuff mainly. You know, when they interviewed me years ago, they said, okay, well, what would you teach in a communication class? I said, well, I think I would teach them in terms of not just this class, but in terms of college. Mm -hmm. Tell me all the things that nobody taught me 
And that comes, believe it or not, time management. That comes from the simple things of just going to class. I mean, I remember my first semester where, what? They're, they're not taking attendance? <laughs> all right. And I tell my students, all, come to class, come to class, come to class, come to class. You'll get something out of it, I promise you. So it's little things like that. Take notes. Um, you know, just, note takers are money makers. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. I like I like that because it's you know some of this is they don't know, mm. and they'll come in and you know they'll sit back and they'll listen. They won't participate. I tell them, you know, this mm. is an interactive thing, and it only works when you're communicating back. It mm. is a communication class yeah. after all. So if so if they come with that open mind, they will do much better. If they don't come to class, I, I don't dock points, mm -hmm. but you're missing out. You're missing out on the things that you should have you should have known. So it's little things like that. Do you see it changing and evolving over the years since you since social media is so prevalent now, and I feel like a lot of people hide behind their technology. So communication is really difficult. It has changed quite a bit since I, the pandemic. So how much how much time do you have? I can, <laughs> we could do this for hours and hours of, mm -hmm. of the of the destruction of communication, thanks to not just social media. You know, so many. You picked the you know the the aspect of it, and I, I'll respond because none of it's good. Okay, you have to be able to realize that the way you text is not the way you speak. Right. The way you speak on the phone is not how you talk to somebody in person. Mm -hmm. And and body language is so important. It is a hundred percent the same way unless you're sitting and kind of are able to right. show with your hands what you mean exactly. and that it's, energy. It's the energy. And believe it and believe it or not, on a side note, when I do when I grade my presentations in class, I'm, I'm looking more at are you using your hands? Because mm -hmm. it really is. If you're up against the wall or you know, it's it makes the difference. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. Um, you know, Saying kids because they're young men, mm -hmm. right. but nowadays they've had social media, cell phones in their life for their entire yeah. life. They don't know a life without Snapchat mm -hmm. or Instagram. And so, do I think that's been destructive? Absolutely, mm -hmm. I do. Is it going away? No. Right. So you have to be able to realize. Right. You have to realize. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to communicate. So let's do it responsibly. Mm -hmm. Right. And we came up with amazing things over the pandemic, right? So even some of those um, uh, Zoom parties. Yeah. And we yeah. found ways to, to still innovative. connect yeah. and yeah. as a community and still you know, make time for your family and friends mm -hmm. and to connect over Zoom and have little um, parties where you're getting ordering food in right. and you're having yeah. a little martini on the side. <laughs> there, but there, you're doing that over Zoom, and I think that's amazing that there, we still found community. The Schubert Theater was very good about this in New Haven. They would have their parties, which they could not have because of the pandemic, but they you would go and pick up a box, mm -hmm. and then it would be a couple of drinks and some samples of food. And if yeah. it was, you know, if, if it was a masquerade day, we'd have a masquerade whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you dial up the Zoom, and they would do a cooking demo right there, so you, wow. there you were, and they had everything there. So I will say this, technology has certainly allowed us to be Yes. Amazing what it, what it can do now. Mm -hmm. Like everything else, are you going to use it for good? 
you for free. It's how you're utilizing it. Right. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I would have never met you if it wasn't for That's right. technology. And That's so right. I think it has some really great aspects as well, and it's how you use it, right? If you're not consuming and scrolling and just using it, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of young people have depression now too because of that. Well, and as a father of a teenage girl, um, I'm adamantly active about this. I'm mm -hmm. clear the rules of the house are no phone at night. Mm -hmm. I make my daughter leave uh, the cell phone in the kitchen. In the kitchen. I the do the same thing. Yeah. Once and, it's bedtime. And, and the computers as well. Yeah. And they say, why? I said, because I want to see it when I wake up. Because I wake up in you know, the, the dark. <laughs> 30 a.m. Yeah, the middle yeah. stupid. Um, but, um, but I want to see that there's two phones and two computers there. Mm. Because if they're there, then they're not in the bedrooms. Mm. Right. And, you know, there were some studies, especially Instagram and young women, that, you know, you're... Um, the last thing you're doing at night is you're scrolling and you're mm -hmm. seeing a false sense of what everyone else looks like mm -hmm. and feels. And you know as well as I do, it's not worth even mentioning that what's online so is realistic. not what real life mm -hmm. is like. Yeah. Um, and then the first thing when they get up, they're looking yeah. and again. And especially comparing, for women. Comparison. <sighs> yeah, it's unrealistic Teenage life and is tough definitely. enough as it is. Mm -hmm. I don't hear the exasperation in my voice um, because I could teach college students mm -hmm. about how to get a job. I could teach you about the weather. I could teach you about how to communicate. But this is, even this continues to, mm -hmm. to blow my mind. Yeah, it continues to evolve and we're definitely getting into into the unknown where mm -hmm. we don't know what, what's really Absolutely. You just do the best you have with the information that you have and right. just take it day by day. And right? that's it. You know, I always say, another lesson I do say, I say to my kids, I say to my college students, it starts with you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big proponent of courtesy because in this world, there is none anymore. We're all mm -hmm. saying nasty things to each other mm -hmm. on, online. Yeah. Um, our relationships have changed. Um, we now have such a rhetoric in the country that people are determining how good or how not good you are based on who you voted for or what you believe in, mm -hmm. and it's not getting better. Mm -hmm. But it starts with you. If you can start by showing a little courtesy, a little respect, mm -hmm. by not spreading that kind of mm -hmm. rhetoric, I can't be responsible for what you do. I can't be mm -hmm. responsible for what you do. But I can be responsible for what I do. And inspire people to act that way. It's, it's these little things. Right. But it really, you know, in the, in the years that I've been alive, it's been, I mean, there's been a seismic change even since COVID. But this mm -hmm. has been churning and bubbling up for... And it starts at the family level, too. So these things that you're instilling in your children, they're mm -hmm. going to take it and they're going to use it when they have their own family. And so the other thing is, what is family anymore? Because, you know, I grew up part of a, you know, a nuclear family. is two parents, mm -hmm. uh, you know, two, two kids and a dog. That really doesn't really exist anymore. It's blended families. Mm -hmm. It's it's one parent taking care of the kids. It's maybe your grandparents are your are, are, are the folks are your legal guardians. Mm -hmm. There are no rules anymore. Right. And so, in terms of parenting, in terms of family, you still have to do what you think is best. Um, I'm a I'm a single father. Mm -hmm. uh, I raise my kids alone twenty four seven. Uh, I didn't sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Kids didn't sign up for that, but that's the hand we were dealt. So that doesn't mean I'm going to give up half of the rules for 
being responsible or, or communicating well or having respect and courtesy, you're still going to get 100% of it, but it's just how they, they learn it. And it's no different these days than any other family. Uh, so this is obviously a passion for you, educating the young minds, and you, you've mentioned how you were a father. So um, what inspired this? What um, what kind of uh, made you want to get into teaching wow. and becoming a professor at University of New Haven? Uh, wow, that's a great question. My mom was a, was a school teacher. Now, <laughs> I, she was fourth, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. um, I taught fifth grade. Yep, so, mm -hmm. and she did it 40 years. She started in the Bronx. She ended up in South Week. Because you grew up in New York, right? Well, no, I was born in New York, but I grew up in South Florida. Okay. So, and so when we moved down there, that's, she, she took her, her career down there. Mm -hmm. I never once, watching her, said, maybe teacher. I, I have so much respect for, for teachers. <laughs> what I do, you know, as an adjunct is, is <laughs> not even close. But you and I have talked about mm -hmm. this off camera, that in the few years that you were teaching, mm -hmm. it was a hell of a lot different than, than how I was brought up mm -hmm. uh, with my mother teaching, that, you know, I, I was told, you know, kind of, you know, it wasn't word for word, but there were three people that I feared growing up. Mom, Dad, mm -hmm. and Teacher. Mm -hmm. and God forbid if the principal got involved, you were that done. That was it. That, right? that was it. You got, you got sent to the principal, yes. mm -hmm. game over. You know, <laughs> That doesn't happen anymore. There's been a huge change. Mm -hmm. So when, so when did I learn, when did I realize that, that teaching was my thing? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I was called and offered the job uh, okay. at UNH. And I even said to my boss then, I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, matter-of-factly, I know you. You can do this. And that, even just that one sentence, mm -hmm. I mean, here I am repeating that conversation six years later. She saw something in you that you didn't see just yourself. Just one little mm -hmm. thing changes the course. So, yeah. again, in a world of nasty rhetoric, mm -hmm. look at how negative you can be and, and put that out in the universe. Or look how positive you can be. Mm -hmm. I'm not a positive person. I mean, I am positive mm -hmm. enough, but I... I you know, I, I run to traffic just like everyone else. When I oversleep, <laughs> I get angry. When, I think you we know, all, all right. Yeah, those are okay. But it doesn't, you know, but it doesn't change the fact that I can spread just a little bit of positivity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what teachers need. Mm -hmm. um, they also need twice the money that they make easily. Because I think that, <laughs> yes. would, that would give the, you know, a little I more agree. incentive, mm -hmm. on, you know, to stay in this because they put up with a lot of crap. And it's not just for the kids, it's for the parents. And mm -hmm. it's nobody's fault. Yeah. It's just the way that we've we've developed the world these days. You're right, and when I was teaching, I felt like I was a babysitter, and I went to right. school for seven and a half years to be able to teach young minds, and I felt like I was just being their mom, I was yeah. being their nurse, I was being their it, social worker. So yeah. it changed a lot. Yeah, and and I, you know, my watching my mother do it as well. I asked her once. I tell this story a lot. When did it change for you? And she said, you know, it used to be getting back to the, you know, you feared mom. Teacher, she'd say, mm -hmm. if I had a parent-teacher conference, both parents came in, mm -hmm. and if I said Timmy did this, they would go home and take care of Timmy. You would believe the teacher. Exactly. No questions mm -hmm. asked. Then there was a moment, she says, where if I had a parent-teacher conference, I had one parent come in, and I would say, well, Timmy did this, and they would counter by saying, well, Timmy says you did that. And she said, I yes. lost them at that point. And, and it was a valid point. I never forgot that. Mm -hmm. So as a result, 
I swore up and down, and I've done this now for 11 years that my children have been in public school. I've gone into every teacher in elementary school. I've gone into the principals. I've introduced myself every time. And so I've told them, whatever you say goes. Whatever you need, I will give you. I will not second guess you. I will not give you the pushback. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need, because I need you more than you need me. Mm -hmm. I think that's made a little bit of a difference. Yes, so. for sure. That parental involvement, when I was teaching, there would be times where parents wouldn't come at all. They right. would schedule an appointment and they wouldn't show up. And I'd be yeah. calling them and calling them, and half the time I didn't meet some of the parents and at all yeah. the entire year. Yeah. And so then you have to see where these kids are coming from. And it, it's hard because, you, and I see mm -hmm. this, you know, to bring it back to the college level for a second, you can tell you know, halfway in the semester who's and I don't mean like you've pushed them away. You can say to them, and I do, you know, hold them after class and say, what's going on? None of my business. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't tell you. But I, I, I try to, the, the parent in me tries to come out. But when you see somebody that's just stopped coming or isn't putting in the effort, you could lead the horse to water, but you can't dig a drink. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what feels like and it, it's hard because mm -hmm. right. yes. to your point you've gone to seven years of teaching uh, learning how to oh, teach yeah. I, I, I did this just because I was on TV and they said oh you're good at mm -hmm. communicating mm -hmm. uh, my boss said to me uh, I, you can do this I said well how long are the classes and she said 75 minutes and I went without commercials <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. So, <laughs> so thankfully I've, I've, it's, it's worked out so. mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but we got way off the question there so that's, yeah. that's what we do sometimes in good conversation yeah, this right. has been great mm -hmm. you're right and so we have another one too so have there been any significant moments or experiences in your life that has really served as a reminder to keep things into perspective and I know you're really big on perspective Definitely my website, uh, RyanLochte.com, or at RyanLochte for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Um, so yeah.